The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of the Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> no, no, no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave. Dave, Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, LSU basketball, Andrew, they are on pace to be like a 12 seed in the NCAA tournament with the best player in America. Um, so you can watch them. They're playing Texas A&M tonight. They're tipping big off. game. That's a big game. That is a big game. They, need, they, need, they probably need to get like 12 and 4 in the conference just to get in the NCAA. But you can go there. You can watch the Pelicans continue to suck. Um, you can watch LSU. Uh, baseball will be starting soon. LSU spring football. They got everybody like basically none of their good juniors left. Amazingly, they're probably going to be like top five next year. You can watch the spring game for LSU. That'll be a little later on. You can go there for signing day. The Pelican House. It's all all your sports needs. Go there. They have 136 draft beers, 54 TV, all of it. The Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You should support them because they support us. All right. Um. Saints news this week, uh, they hired some coaches, and um, me and Andrew, I, I, I can't really get on the, oh my god, they hired Dan Campbell, he's going to fix the offensive line, he's going to fix everything, because me and you, we made fun of the Pelicans bloggers, Mercer, like just doggedly, when they were told us all these assistant coaches at the Pelicans hired, we're going to fix everything. So I feel like I can't be a hypocrite and be like, oh my god, the Saints, they hired, they hired Dan Campbell, he's going to fix everything. You know, like, so, I mean, like, how much these, how much can these coaches help, Andrew? I mean, at all, really? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you remember the old offensive line coach that was so successful for them, Cromer. He was young. And, uh, you know, when you look at Cromer and what he's done since then, he's been a disaster. So On and off uh, the field. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think sometimes it's just uh, – one thing that I think is interesting now is, you know, Campbell is a list of about four or five guys that have played for Peyton. Um, you know, Brian Young is a coach. Yeah. Fred McAfee's on the staff. Uh, you know, they just hired Aaron Glenn, who played for the Saints in 2008. Oh, I forgot um, about that. So, you know, sometimes I like hiring youthful energy, you know, new message. And sometimes younger guys can relate to the players a little bit better and, um, you know, have new, fresh ideas. So, I, I think that's smart of Sean Payton. I mean, I remember Aaron Glenn especially being very well-spoken, very smart player. So um, those are the kind of guys that you want um, that are going to help your locker room. So from that standpoint, it'll be interesting. I mean, everything I've heard from Brett Ingles is, you know, he just 
it, it just never really took. Um, so hopefully Dan Campbell can improve it. Kevin, should the Saints <laughs> cut Brandon Browner and make Aaron Glenn a player coach? I would be in favor of just, I mean, my finance, you know, the financial trepidation aside, I would be in favor of basically letting a guy who lettered as a high school senior uh, come in and be a player coach. I lettered as a high school senior in hockey. Good enough. Good enough. <laughs> um, I mean, they still, they, 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 what, what position, do they still have a couple higher, they, did they have any more coaches to hire? Positions to fill, Andrew? I can't remember. And why have... Uh, I, I think we have a full staff now. And why haven't they fired the special teams coach? God damn it. Like, what... Like, all their rankings in special teams are atrocious. Well, clearly he has video of uh, Gail Benson dropping the N-word. <laughs> oh, my God. Um... <laughs> 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 Um, in the press conference this week, Mickey Loomis was like, um, you know, we don't have to necessarily do an extension for Breeze. We can keep him at 30 million. Andrew, if they kept Drew Breeze at 30 million, yeah, we know that. Like, what would they have to do, like, ca- salary cap wise, to make that work, though? Cut everyone? Yeah. <laughs> they, they could have a 26 man roster, is what they could do. <laughs> Feel the Everybody, it's gonna, Drew Brees and undrafted rookies. Yeah, it's gonna have to be Iron Man football. You're playing offense and defense, guys. <laughs> Brian oh. Dixon at left tackle. <laughs> oh man, um, you know, it's, it's it's the off season, so so we we're, we struggle for topics. But I, but I when I was watching Seattle lose, and well, that, hold on before before you say anything else though. I will say what makes me nervous is I remember last time around how negotiations went, and I feel like that's like Loomis throwing caution to the wind for Drew Brees' agent. Like that's that's already a negotiating ploy. I feel like. Yeah, like and, that. That's that was the opening salvo. Like, hey, buddy, if you don't, if you want to, if you want to be a hard ass, like we'll keep you at thirty million and we'll burn this roster to the ground around you. Like I, yeah, yeah, like it was just like I a. Just, sh- I don't know. It makes me nervous. Um, you won't be getting any passing records because you're not going to have a person to throw to. <laughs> um, how did we? Hey, fe- did you like Brandon Coleman? Good, because here's four of them. <laughs> <laughs> this homeless guy, yeah, he's play. He's going to play left guard. Um, Kevin, um, I was, I wasn't conflicted. Me and people were coming at me on Twitter because I said I was rooting for Carolina on Sunday because I, I. Because you're an asshole. But I hate Seattle so much. But the thing is, I didn't enjoy it, Kevin, as much as I thought I would because Seattle salvaged their dignity in the second half. Um, Yeah, it was was disappointing in that regard. um, I I did – you know what, though? I did really enjoy Cam Newton taking the 12 flag from the Seattle Seattle fan. But I mean like how how conflicted were you? I was like – I. I felt bad for my, myself for feeling good that Carolina was winning because I nah. hate Seattle. I just nah. – Here's the thing. I debated up until game day. That's how I was. And then, and then somebody was tweeting something about how they were like really rooting for, for Carolina to win so that, so that way all the people who like uh, trying to get on their high horses and lecture Cam Newton <laughs> would be apoplectic. 
And then I just said, you know what? I'm going with that. Retweet, favorite. I'll I'll root for Carolina, one, because screw Pete Carroll. Uh, and two, and two, it's like, you know, Cam Newton gets a playoff win and 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 people, you know, I, I knew people would react anyway. But the fact that he did the 12th man flag thing that drove people. Even- there are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. More nuts. Crazy. And he's like, that's, that's, that's unacceptable. And so I just enjoyed it. I mean, listen, I'm not going to pull any of this uh, SEC fan crap. No. Uh, where, where like if Carolina, like if Carolina wins the NFC title game and they go to the Super Bowl, I'm rooting for whoever comes out of the AFC. Oh man, Jesus God, I don't want to have to root for the Patriots. Actually, I mean, I will, I, but I, I don't want to. I don't want to have. Look, in a perfect world, in a in a well, best case scenario is it's the Broncos and the Colts. Yes, without question. Right. right, Andrew, you hate Cam Newton with a, with a white hot passion. Did you not enjoy Seattle losing at all? Well, like you said, if they were going to lose, like make them lose 62 to nothing. Yeah, I was You know, pumped. just have a replica of the first half. I almost felt like at the end of the game, the Seahawks were like kind of excited. Like, you know, it was almost like you could hear the players being like, yeah, well, we came back and we'll be back next season and we have a young core. We can be back. I'll promise you that. And, you know, that was a microcosm of our season. We never gave up. Like it just the narratives, like it just didn't feel like a painful enough loss, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, I just. I, they, so it was like it was doubly awful. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. I when it was thirty-one nothing, I was like, the Roman Harper pick six is coming, and it's going to be fantastic. And it just, um, but Dave, uh, the the thing as you look at Carolina, and you and you think. Like, like, how how painful would would Carolina winning a Super Bowl be? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it would be as painful as like the Falcons winning a Super Bowl, but um, I don't think it it gets much worse than Carolina winning. 
I mean, could you imagine? Could just could you imagine how much more you'd be seeing of Cam Newton if 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 the Panthers won the Super Bowl? You know, I mean, he'd be in all these advertisements. Oh, that's true. You know, you, you, it that. would. You, you got to think about that. You got yeah. to think about that. Um, I mean, you know, aside from having to deal with Panthers fans wow. and having them in your division and all that, um, you know, there's a lot that comes with winning a Super Bowl. There's a lot of that overexposure. And, Tampa uh, winning was think, really annoying when they. That was a while ago. Yeah, but that was really annoying because the Saints beat them twice that year yeah, and, well, that, yeah. and managed to not make the playoffs. <laughs> um. So, um, I don't think we're going to have to worry about that. <laughs> um, you know, uh, by the way, the, um, Yahoo is doing a countdown of the most memorable Super Bowl plays leading up to the Super Bowl. And just right now on their homepage, they have the saints and ambush at number 14. Not high enough. What's well, is Tracy oh, Porter know. higher or lower? Well, no, they haven't released. They haven't of all the most memorable moments in all of the Super Bowl. In all Super Bowls combined, the onside kick is number fourteen. Yeah, I don't know if Tra- Tracy Port. I don't know. I don't know that wouldn't rate higher than the onside kick. No, you don't think so? No, no, no. I mean, the onside kick was. Can we please turn our our uh, radios? Yeah, there? seriously. Okay, what is that? And make it. It's got to be held. It's got to yeah. be held. Yeah, 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 that's got to be me then. I apologize. <laughs> no, I would think number one's got to be like the 100-yard return by the Pittsburgh dude against Arizona. No, number one is probably Elway diving for a touchdown. Mm. Oh, the hel- no, actually, no, but that wasn't a touchdown. That was just a helicopter dive for the first down. Yeah, I would mm. say that the, 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 the dude going 100, Harrison, was it? That's going to be number one. Or number one could be... Um, it could be David Tyree's catch. Oh yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. It could be Santonio Holmes's catch. Yeah. Those were back to back years. Oh, how about that play that came down to the one yard line? Rams uh Oh yeah, that that <laughs> yeah, dude. That, was, yeah. that dude that blooper play when the Dolphins went undefeated where the like, kicker tried to throw a pass and the dude returned it. Maybe that. There's a lot of I mean the ambush we like it and Tracy I mean, but Tracy Porter's not even gonna be on there, I don't think. I mean, you, as Saints fans, you don't think Porter is more notable than Ambush? Maybe to us, but not to no, yeah, the casual well, fan. Watching. But that's a good question to Saints fans. Like, is 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 of the of the playoff plays? I would rank uh, Tracy Porter's Favre interception one, Ambush to the interception to clinch three. Personally, Kevin, how would you rank those? I would, I would probably go, I would go Garrett Hartley NFC Championship game. Oh yeah. Uh, one. Yeah. And then I would probably go Porter Super Bowl two, Ambush three, and then and then I would. Insane. How could you not put Porter's pick number one, the the pick six? (laughs) It won the goddamn Super Bowl. Yeah, but I they were all there, but they well, I mean, it it was a clincher, but they were already ahead. I feel like the man, the true. Technically, Shockey's touchdown won the Super Bowl. The far, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Shockmeister, brah. The the thing is, Andrew, man, that Favre pick though, like you felt the season starting to, you felt it all just slipping away. 
Like before the the Tracy Porter interception to clinch it, like the Saints were ahead by seven. I just that man that far pick the whole magical 13 and 0 season number one seed in the NFC it was all coming down it was all crumbling around them and Porter fucking saved their ass no I agree but I, I just mm-hmm. think the, the stakes of cementing a Super Bowl win are higher yeah maybe um before we get to uh questions um anything else you people want to bring up football wise anything are we mentioning the Benson thing? Oh yeah, Benson. He, he got the lawsuit. His his former personal assistant is suing well, him. Well, Gail's got the lawsuit technically, I guess. Yeah. Um, he's getting. So st- what's what's going to wind up happening is they're going to settle it out of court. We're never going to know what happened, and that guy's going to get a whole bunch of money. And Gail's probably racist. <laughs> she probably is definitely racist. Well, isn't it? Fa- I mean, Kevin, it's kind of mean, but I mean, it's kind of mean to say this, but like, isn't it like expected that like. Eighty-five percent of people over the age of sixty-five, seventy, that are white, white, white people, that are they're racist, especially in New Orleans. Yeah, like you know, especially if they have a billion dollars. <laughs> hang on, a, hang on a second. I'm actually going to Google Gail. But I want to see exactly how old she's. 60, uh, she's in her sixties, I think. She can't be in her 60s. She has to be older than that. Yeah, no, she's, yeah she's 70s or 80s. And just for anybody since this news she's just came out. She's definitely not in her 80s. Uh, you never know. Well, let's see. Tom um, Benson. Tom Benson is 88. Ooh, man. He's old. I thought he was like. So, Gail. Let's see if we can get Gail here. You don't and, see and, many nine-year-olds that overweight, man. And just, and just so uh, everybody knows, because this is kind of new news. They might not know, but. Tom Benson's assistant of 25 years, Rodney Henry, is filing a suit against yeah. Tom Benson and his wife or whatever, saying that um, that Gail was uh, was racist and treated him like shit. Um, and he's and he's actually he, he says that he reported this to HR before he ever even when he was. Can you report like yeah? The owner of the team. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, so and if that's true, then there would be a record of this. So it's not like this guy would just be making this up. Did you uh, guys two, see the part about um, two years where, later where she where she made him stay at the Greenbrier? Yeah, I'll read that. Which right basically now made this. him like live in a trash can or something. What? I didn't read. Yeah, that. according oh, according God. to the lawsuit, according to the lawsuit in August 2014 during training camp at the Greenbrier, after Henry took Tom Benson to the hospital at Benson's request. Uh, oh, wait, no, that's not it. Uh, no, sorry. The lawsuit describes an incident at Saints training camp in West Virginia in 2014. That would have been August 2014. Gail Benson required Henry to stay in a small room which had no air conditioning and no towels. And so how was he supposed to dry himself off after taking a shower? It would have been a closet somewhere in the green fire? And only had bunk beds designed for children to sleep in. Oh, uh, the next. The next morning, Mr. Benson. Was, the next cold. morning, Mr. Benson was outraged that Mr. Henry was being required to stay in an inferior room, and in front of Mrs. Benson, told Mr. Henry to move to a full-size room on the second floor in the main hallway. As soon as Mr. Benson left the room, Mrs. Benson looked at Mr. Henry and screamed, "I hate you." <laughs> she's, she's Jesus also, Christ! She's also alleged to have said, "I hate that black son of a bitch, and I'm gonna get rid of him." And she's also ah! she's also alleged to have said, 
Why did you take my husband to the hospital, you black son of a bitch? That's when uh, that's when Vincent he he got like lightheaded, right? They said he was because of the mountain air. Yes, maybe. Yeah. I mean, that's. Oh man! I mean, that's... he wandered off the set of Django Unchained, man. Mm. That's not cool. I mean, that's. Mrs. Benson also. It's not a good look. I can tell you that. <laughs> Mrs. Benson also. I think she believes that he was talking to Rita, and telling Rita things that that were being said Ooh. in you know in the office. As the Benson facilities. world turns. Dude. So are we back to Team Rita? I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we or, know she's not racist. She likes to smoke weed with Lenny Kravitz. Yeah. <laughs> or, or are we or are we evolving into, ladies and gentlemen, your new owner, Rodney Henry? <laughs> well, that, I would be all for that, maybe. Here's the, th- here's, here's the thing, Kevin. I could be down with that. Here's the thing that, wor- that, that you know, the, the Rams just uh, left – and went back to L.A. I can't be too, I can't be too sympathetic to St. Louis because St. Louis stole the team in the first place. So I can't be like, you know, that been the Rams have been in St. Louis for seventy years and now they're getting screwed. I can't um, believe we're already calling them the L.A. Rams. It's so weird. The L.A. Rams. Are they going to go back to their nice uh, blue uniforms instead of the crappy ones they wore in St. Louis? I yeah, I hope they go to that blue and white design because that was that was pretty nice to look at but like those kevin what kevin, kevin what's the local temperature are people depressed they're not they're not so much depressed as they're pissed at Cronky. Like, like he was local like, he's a local guy right and he was like i'm from here i'm not moving the team wasn't that his, I, I, wasn't that his pitch when he sort of the- and and like he kept saying you know i'm from missouri i'm from missouri i'd never leave you guys and then he left like he never <laughs> He never did public interviews. He was never, like, publicly seen at games unless there was, like, celebrities around that he could just, like, hang around with. Like, there's, like, a famous photo of him, I think this past season. He's hanging out with Jay-Z in his own box, and, like, he brought Jay-Z into the locker room after the game, and there's, like, photos of, like, Kroenke, like, gl- like glad-handing with Jay-Z, which is funny as hell. Um, But Kroenke, Kroenke is just, like persona non grata here like he is he's a shithead here and like the fans like roger goodell is probably public enemy number two yeah we like and, to, we like to gain fan we like to gain uh members in the in the fuck roger goodell club oh d- dude let me tell you st louis like the st louis sports scene well like the football fans they will absolutely jump on board with that like they like it just feels like that like the team and the league were prepared to leave from the get go like this and, and like it's a stupid like the deal itself was set in place by the city i mean like the team put this deal out there and the city agreed to it like a bunch of idiots like if anything if anything this whole imbroglio should be a lesson to sit to like major metropolitan areas all across the country in how not to negotiate or deal with the NFL and and NFL owners because Oakland didn't do jack shit about a stadium deal uh San Diego like there's the local city famously was like no we're not building you a new city 
or a new stadium. St. Louis was going to was going to build a billion like 1.2 billion dollar stadium with about 400 million dollars in public money that they really didn't have to build a new stadium about a mile away from the current stadium that oh by the way they're still paying off is 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 St. Louis are they are they going to be sort of um like other places like Baltimore um and and Oakland to an extent after the Raiders are they going to be like white hot to get another team and are they going to sort of be the, I, are they going to be think so. are they going to be the I, city I don't that, think, Yeah, just take I, Jacksonville. No. Because, well, no, no, like 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 the mayor like the mayor and a lot of the elected officials are saying we have no inch like 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 seriously the the city city leaders feel like they've been done wrong by the NFL. So because you can't because, be taken seriously like, as a city if you don't have a football team. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. You know, big big wank on that. But um, I mean, like, what the NFL is going to have to have once this all relocation, they're they're going to have to have a city to play to use as the the threat. Oh, when, exactly. When teams exactly. want to say, but, is it going to be London? Where is it? I can because totally, I can, I can see it being London. I can be, see it being Toronto. I can see it being Vancouver. Uh, what because the hell? 2025 is going to be here before you know it for the Saints. I mean, it's it's a long way. It's San Anto- like, I'm telling you, San Antonio is still in play. They want the Raiders. But, they, but yeah, I don't maybe, think, I, but, man. But, 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 but let me tell you, St. Louis, like for, for a good while, they are not going to be interested in the NFL. They're not. They, they are not going to want another team. Uh, you'll see, and I don't think the NBA is going to come to St. Louis either. So the, I think you're just going to get a soccer team here, mm-hmm. and and that's it. And and that's fine. Like St. Louis is a soccer city, and it's like you can build an eighteen thousand person like open air building, and and that and that would be okay. All right. Here's the last sort of football. Eighteen thousand people. Damn. So here's yeah, a, 18, 18, look, you get you get a decent uh, soccer team and you can put a two lane stadium. Yeah, but that's all they need. That's how, that's like Houston Stadium is like 20 for Dynamo is like 21. But here's my last Saints related question. We're going to do off season topics. Uh, Andrew, and I'll start with you. Um, Jimmy Graham, of course, was hurt with the Seahawks, but I but it got me to thinking um did the Saints win the Jimmy Graham trade? We had a year. He had a year to think about it. Looking back at it, do you think the Saints won the Jimmy Graham trade? Without question, yes. Um, I mean, I think you feel like in Max Unger, you got a veteran that performed better than Jimmy Graham did this year. So straight up, if that was a one for one, you had an injured player versus you know a guy that perform 16 games and play pretty well when you add on top of that a first round pick uh, a rookie defensive player who I believe was just named to the all rookie team yeah. I can't remember I can't remember who voted for that but um, they were the, he was just selected as one of the best basically um, at his position and I think in terms of outlook on the future you're talking about I mean Graham's still going to be good but He's got rehab ahead of him. That patella think, uh, injury, isn't that, isn't that like yeah. a really nasty injury? More yeah, so than I mean, it, it, more so than like a regular knee tear. Yeah, absolutely. And so you know he, he's going to have to deal with that. And then 
you know, Unger's still going to be good. He's going to be productive for the Saints. And then I think the outlook with Anthony is potentially very high. So I don't see how you look at that trade yeah, and don't think the Saints it. won. Kevin, do you think Seattle, if they, if you, if you, do you think they were, do you think Seattle regrets the trade? Hundred <sighs> percent. I like part. I, like I guess I'm looking for reasons to say no. Have you but... guys seen Jimmy Graham's contract? They're now saddled with that and a guy coming off a of PCL. How could they not regret that? They could right. Cut him. Uh, they uh, could... Well, right. I mean, I, I, that's what I was saying. I'm saying I was looking for reasons to say no, but uh, it just feels like no. They're, they they probably do regret it because, yeah. I mean, they gave they gave him the moon in a deal, and he hurt himself pretty bad. And yeah, I think we can agree. Luck. I mean, there's a decent chance they're going to cut him in a year. Well, here's the. I think the Saints. I think it's clear to say the Saints clearly sold Jimmy Graham at peak value. You, I've argued with people that say, "Hey, it wasn't a good trade for the Saints because, you know, they said that it, Unger was going to fix their interior line. He didn't really because their guards still sink." But Dave, here's a fun. Here's a really fun what if to talk about in the off season. If Seattle would cut Jimmy Graham this off season, which they can do and not have any cap hit. If they would cut Jimmy Graham, do you think the Saints and Jimmy Graham would kiss and make up? Uh, I don't know. I, I think that um, I think that those bridges might have been burned, torched. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think Jimmy kind of left here with a a bad taste in his mouth. I mean, if you remember, after he left and was in Seattle, he was making those tweets. I think he, he, who did he tweet at Lance Moore or somebody? And he was, you know, said something like glad you got out of there or, or whatever yeah. it was. Um, I, you know, if the situation was desperate, maybe, or if Sean Payton wasn't around, uh, maybe, but, uh, I, I think given the current situation, I don't, I don't think he'd come back. I think there's also like the message that the saints sent to not just Graham, but everybody that, Hey, we don't need Jim, Jimmy Graham to be successful in offense. We did it before, and we've done it now since. And I think when they be, they were the number two offense in the NFL this year, I think there was like a weird pride thing there where Loomis and Peyton would be like, "We prove that we don't need Graham to score points." Yeah, fair so enough. fair enough. All right, we got a yeah. we got a ton of Twitter questions, so let's get to them. This is from this is from Wallace, um, Dave. You can miss Roman Harper and Jenkins now, but wouldn't, but they wouldn't be this good if they were still in New Orleans. Isn't everybody better off? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I, I do think so. I, I, I think it's just like a lot of players. I, I, I think that uh, the Saints just aren't doing as good a job as they can do and should do with developing some of their players. And I, I don't think that if they were here, I don't think that they would be having these great seasons that, that they've been having this year. I don't think that would be happening if they were here in New Orleans. I don't think yeah, they'd be getting utilized I, I, properly. I would say take away Jairus Bird and Kenny Vaccaro. Replace them with Jenkins and Harper. Saints still have the same awful defense. Yeah, Roman yeah. Harper. Roman Harper can be a good safety on your defense. He can be adequate if the rest of your defense is awesome, like Carolina. You can plug Roman Harper in there, and he can be. Eh. Um, Kevin, I saved this question just for you. This is from Joey. Uh, 
Hazlitt as defensive coordinator. Am I crazy to want this? He's still... For who? For the Saints. <laughs> get get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't toss that guy the keys to park your car. <laughs> Was Hazlitt's defense any worse than the Saints' defense currently? Do you want to find out? Did any? Did any of? Did Hazlitt's defense finish worst? Worst ever in NFL history. I I, all, all I can tell you is Redskins fans despise him. He's the new linebacker coach for Cincinnati. He's going to get Vontez perfect to not be a crazy person. That'll work out really well. Uh, Andrew, this question. Then again, there are some cute new looking sensations. Oh Lord. Oh hey, by the way, I found out Gail Benson, 68. Oh. Wow, really? I'm surprised. I yeah. gotta say, I'm surprised. Yeah. Old, so who old won Tom, the and Ralph uh, did, right? the Cradle. Yeah. So, so what year was she born in? 48? Yeah. I mean, all I'm seeing is, uh, like this, I'm She's looking like at the a same bio. same age as my mom? She looks way older than my mother. Good for I'm my mom. I'm looking at a bio from, <laughs> from, 20, from uh, 2015, from January my 2015. Mom. It says she's 67, <laughs> so ergo she's 68. Yeah, I thought, I don't all know. that money, you'd think you'd look a little bit better than that. Oh, burn. Burn. Yeah, but uh, she's drinking lots of wine and eating lots of ice cream. Yeah, That's Benson. Know. No, maybe maybe they do it as a couple. Mm. Uh, this is from Patty O, Andrew. Which old lineman that smells of stinky cold cuts do you keep next year, Zach Streif or Jari Evans? <laughs> um, I think, well, from a financial standpoint, they can get out of the Streif contract much easier than the Evans contract. Um, so I would say Streif. Also, you've got a plan in place with Andres Pete uh, that can replace Streif. Uh, there's really nothing on the roster that you can currently use to replace Evans with. This is from Don Takana. Mispronounce his name as usual. Uh, should Sean Payton hire Mike Smith to be on the Saints coaching staff? Oh. Oh, too late, man. Tampa already hired him. He's a defensive That's even worse than the Hazlitt question. He's, he's a defensive coordinator for Tampa. Um, Mike Smith, you know, we make fun of Mike Smith because he does dumb things and, and Sean it. Payton owned him, but he wasn't a, Stop. he's not a bad coach. He's Stop. like a, he's like a dollar store version of Jim Mora, man. He, he can get you, he can get you from awful to like lose playoff games. No, nope. No, nope. 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 Okay. This question is, I don't know if it's the best podcast question we've ever had, but it's the best one we've had. In a really long time. This is from Riker. If Andy Reid said you have six months to live, how much time do you really have? <laughs> I don't think that's really a real question. I think that's just a, a joke disguised as a question. I'm Yeah, but how <laughs> – like, Andrew, the, the time management for Kansas City at the end of that – I don't even – like, how does Andy Reid be, like, so – bad at not just clock management but just not playing fast at the end of games like i just yeah. how can I you i mean he, he yeah he made less miles look like an algebra teacher well i mean yeah less miles plays they do less miles does dumb weird clock management but i've never seen like lsu down 14 at the end of a game playing like the game is tied like i was like what is kansas city they took like a minute and a half to run like three plays i like, and oh, by the way, I saw so many dropped interceptions this weekend in the playoffs. I thought the Saints were playing. 
Jesus, man. I gotta, like, no, you talk about no catching motherfuckers. The 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 Chiefs and um, who else was it? The who else was the, what's the other Packers? The pack, yeah, the Packers. Jesus Christ, man. Carson Palmer was just like that. Had to be the luckiest game-winning drive, or well, the go-ahead drive at the end of the game that I've ever seen. Like, they dropped two interceptions, the touchdown, dude. The guy for the Packers should have intercepted it. It got tipped up in the air, and the Cardinals guy caught it. I don't know. Like, but uh, let's see. What else? What other questions do we have? Uh, Kevin, uh, did you, have you, you – Did you read Sir Gumbo's? Because I feel like you always ignore him. Yeah, I, I'll get to him. We'll get to his in a second. This is from, this is from Alfredo. Kevin, uh, have you not been on FarmersOnly.com yet? Uh, given all their ubiquitous uh, playoff ads, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm staying off of uh, Farmers Only and J Date and and uh, Black People Meet and you know all the other like niche dating sites. I, I mean, I may my my my, my moral compass may not point true north, but it ain't gonna spin around in circles. <laughs> So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go on places where I know that it's sort of like yeah yeah no not not really so. yeah but you don't have to be lonely if you go there <laughs> I don't see any that's okay here we go uh uh who's the player this is from Sir Gumbo who's the player Dave that you can't wait to see make a jump from year one to year two all of them <laughs> I mean. <laughs> um, no, I, I would say, um, man, seriously, you know, probably from year one to year two. So we're talking about a rookie. Um, so uh, there, there's there are a bunch of different answers to this, but I, I guess I'd have to say Stephon Anthony. But I don't think that's going to happen because we have Joe Vitt. <laughs> is Joe, Joe Vitt isn't. He's not using the scooter anymore. He's on crutches apparently. That's good to hear. Remember when I broke that story? Yeah. You... Um, oh! I uh, actually, that's who I want to see improve from from year one to year ten is Joe Vitt. <laughs> ten uh, fucking years. Ten fucking years with that guy. Another question from Sir Gumbo: If if the Saints are gonna are if the Saints are gonna botch the draft except for one player, Andrew. What, you mean wh- when when they botch the when games. if you can only get one stud player from the draft and the rest are just duds like like they did in 2014 uh, with Brandon Cooks, what player do you want? Like what position? What do you did? You just go position, or if you have a certain player in mind? Oh God. Um, okay, I'll say two things real quick. Um, if you read that article that I posted today on Saints Nation that Nick under not Nick Underhill. Um, where he basically made the case for the Saints getting a weak side linebacker because of all the issues in coverage. Um, I, I'm, I'm fully on board. I, I fully buy into his research and his um, his comments. So, um, you know, I think a weak side linebacker would be nice, a fast one, one that can cover um, and just help them cover tight ends and running backs out of the backfield better. Um, what is so that it? Would the be linebackers huge. can't do that, Andrew. I haven't seen that ever. The Saints. I don't. Even I think. Th- I mean. I think Miles. Uh, <laughs> Miles Jack is that his name? Yeah. I mean, he's he's looked pretty impressive. But uh, the other thing I would say is, if you look at statistics, nine out of the top ten teams in sacks are in the playoffs. 
nine out of the top ten. The only top ten sacks team that didn't get in was like the Lions, who were number nine. So if you look at those teams, I mean, the clear consistency there is teams that get to the quarterback make the playoffs. And in the Saints' case, I think it would significantly improve their defense. Um, so if they could get a pass rusher um, to pair with Cam Jordan, I mean, that that's a must. I think the Saints ended like 25th, 24th or 25th in sacks. So, um, I mean, it, it's pretty simple. Get sacks, make the playoffs. Here's a, here's a fun question for you, Kevin, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, the, the, and I know you're, you're, you're president and I'm a uh, vice president of the trade down association, but the Texans reportedly would be open to shopping Clowney. If you could get Clowney for a second round pick, would you roll the dice on broken down? Possibly could be awesome if he heals up Clowney, which I wouldn't be able to pronounce his name, which would be fun for the podcast. Is Kevin gone? Oh, oh no, man. Uh, second, I mean, a second round pick. I mean, it's a complete roll of the dice. I mean, it's if he comes back and he's healthy. Oh, uh, <laughs> you know what? Too, it, too much risk. Too much risk. Too much risk. All right. Well, that about does it for this show. Oh, remember, you can donate. We need to – you can become a patron. You donate a dollar a month, and you can win fun prizes. We haven't had any we, – we had one person, Michael Silver. He donated. He did not want to do a rant. He's not on Twitter. He just is a fan of the show. Uh, he says he listens to it to his drive to work every every week. He enjoys it. Thanks, Michael, for donating $12. If you want to rant in the offseason, give us a ring. We'll let you rant. Uh, you can donate, too. We need all the help we can get, so you can listen to the archives, and Kevin can have horse steroids and, and go on random dating sites. Uh, you Maybe go- Gail Benson could donate a little something, and then she can go on some racist rant. <laughs> well, if that's what the, that's what people we don't we don't turn away. We would have to <laughs> we would we would have to we would have to edit. We can't have we can't have racial racial things going on. Uh, but we will take your money. But we will. We'll, we'll, yes, we'll, yes, we will we, take we your money. We will take your money. The only you color get- that matters, folks, is, is green. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys seeing these IMs I'm sending to you on Skype right you now? You are, like the disco guy dancing and the guy. Yes. With the, so you can go to. <laughs> <laughs> you can go I can't. Where would I see that? In the chat window, buddy. <laughs> uh, I basically said that Gail Benson is one birthday away from 69. Uh, and then I posted all these people <laughs> dancing. <laughs> Zing! <laughs> so you, you can go to Canal Street Chronicles and find uh, Dave. Uh, and articles written, and Dave's on Twitter. Uh, multiple people running the Canal Street Chronicles. You can go to Saints Nation. Uh, Andrew's got grading the coaching staff and writing all kinds of articles. Andrew, Andrew probably turns out. Uh, considering you're like a almost like a one man shop, you're turning out content. It's the off season. People go there. You. Anybody yeah, that's, can. That's not true. I got a little, little staff now. I, I've got some great writers, man. Oh, Those guys are awesome. One, Wallace asked another question. Why is what's the reason the amount of Saints bloggers has declined the last two years? Is it the losing or is it because of Twitter? Um, dude, it's the losing because when the Saints lose, 
it's not as fun to write. And it get, and Andrew and Dave can tell you, it gets really hard to churn out articles when they are seven and nine and the defense sucks and it's the same thing every week. It gets hard to write new and exciting things. Yep. You know? Wang, you need to start blogging again, buddy. We miss you. Yes, you do. We miss you. Unless you like hand, you got your hands cut off or something. So you can go to Canal Street Chronicles. You can go to Saint. <laughs> but, but every every season, you'll see like five new Saints blogs, and and at least half flame out by week four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's man, but I I feel it. It's it's hard, man. I mean, like when the Saints were like what, like when they dropped to like five and nine, and you're like, ah, defense sucks. I, I'm one of these times. If the Saints' defense sucks again this year, I'm gonna just take columns from 2012 and just control F for the team that they play and just replace it. And I'm gonna run. I'm gonna do one of those and try to see if anybody notices. I don't think they will, because <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm out of like bad defense and bad cornerback jokes. I feel like the the well is dry, Andrew. Really well, you've got you've got enough history with seven and nine seasons to uh... <laughs> does, does man. Yeah. Oh my! So you know, find oh you can find Kevin on on the Twitter the Twitter LinkedIn uh, face Cupid face Cupid. Um, you know. And there's Ralph's cat. <laughs> <laughs> bangle cat. Uh, bang, bangle cat. Man, if you tried to buy a bangle cat, that would be like three grand. <laughs> so you start having her reproduce. No. Worth every penny. Oh my god. We didn't pay a dime for it. It was given to us. The people that when they gave her to us, they were just like partying as they drove all away, I think. Uh so for Dave, for <laughs> Kevin, for Andrew, uh until next week, uh, the bar is closed.